Blog Talk Radio. She is sure, she is sure, she is strong, she is strong, she is true, she is true. She is brave, she is bold, she is bold, she is you, she is sure, she is sure, she is strong, she is strong, she is true, she is true. She is brave, she is bold, she is bold, she is you. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dori DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and businesswomen, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life, and I'm looking forward to sharing today's guest with our audience. Sabrina Shaheen Cronin is a family law attorney, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, and a co-parenting coach. She is the founder and managing partner of the Cronin Law Firm. She is known as the shared parenting expert for her workshops, helping families cope with co-parenting dilemmas in today's challenging environment. Sabrina is licensed to practice law in Michigan, New York, and Illinois. And she's a graduate of the University of Michigan and received her law degree in MBA at the University of Detroit Mercy. I've talked about it before. I'm very successfully divorced. So I feel it is really a topic I'm passionate about because once you become parents, you need to put your big kid clothes on. Save your fighting for when you're by yourself. But for your kid's sake, you need to create that united front. So I'm thrilled to be sharing you, Sabrina. Welcome to the show. Sorry, thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. I think what you are doing is so wonderful. So I'd love for you to take us on your journey of how you've gone through all of these things to become an attorney. Well, <laughs> do we have several hours? <laughs> um, well, you know, everybody's uh, paths come a little differently, but um I originally didn't want to be a lawyer. I uh, wanted to be a musician, and I worked really hard in uh, undergrad studying music and theater and performance, and I went to New York, and I really wanted to stay there and be there, and, you know, I didn't have a lot of support, so I thought, hmm, I need to figure out a better way, so, and actually, in living there, in all honesty, it was tough. It was tough. I, I saw some people not being treated really well by the industry. And I had some friends down and out on their luck. And I thought, you know, I want to help people in a way that I can be more effective because I always loved music because I'm still very passionate about music and performing. And um, it's a way to reach people to help effectuate some positivity and some emotion. And now coming sort of full circle with what I do now, I'm finding that that's really what I love. That's what drives me is that passion to serve and help others. So while I'm not, you know, doing a lot of my music on a professional level anymore, I'm still helping people in a way that gets to them and helps make a positive impact for their lives. So I went to law school and, you know, the rest is kind of history. I started doing theater professionally when I was 12 and was director of theater in a college for quite a few years. So I love that your journey led you to what you're doing. So what made you pursue family law? 
So Dory, family law kind of found me. I had been working for a civil litigation law firm, doing a lot of different types of very high-end civil cases, representing hospitals, doctors. I did a lot of insurance defense. I did a lot of commercial litigation where lots of money is involved, lots and lots of acrimony between clients and lawyers then, of course. And then I went into the public sector. I became a prosecuting attorney. I did a stint with, um, I was general counsel for a business. I kind of put my business hat on for a while because, as you said earlier, I have my business degree. So I was kind of finding my way. And then I wanted to get back into the courtroom after being as a general counsel for a a professional employer organization, which was doing a lot of labor and employment law. I just thought, you know, I'm going to start from scratch. And so I started at the bottom rung at the prosecutor's office in Oakland County here in Michigan. That's where I live. I did about a you know three to four year stint there and um, really learned a lot about criminal procedure, standing in the courtroom every day, trying tough cases, representing the interests of victims. You know, obviously we're representing the state, but standing in the shoes of some victims and some pretty pretty traumatic cases. And so then I did some family work as well. I had some neglect cases and, uh, you know, a lot of abuse cases. I found my way from that. It was a natural progression to kind of get more into family law. So when I left the prosecutor's office, I did so at a time when I just really wanted to focus more on my, my children, raising my kids. I was doing music full time, more as professionally I always did a lot of music in between my, you know, I was a lawyer by day, a professional musician by night, gigging all over town. It was a lot of fun, a lot of work, but a ton of fun. I just decided, you know, I wanted to just take some time and regroup and just focus more on my kids and being a musician. And then it just sort of found me. I kept getting referrals from friends and family and friends of friends and other professional colleagues. I opened an office. I hung a shingle because I thought I can't keep meeting people at Starbucks anymore. And so I just got busier and busier. And then I had to find some help. And lo and behold, 10 years later, I have a law firm. (laughs) You know, I love the journey. I really do. It's so much fun that each of us have such remarkable stories to share. I want to ask you, in all these years of experience you have, what kind of advice do you give divorcing parents to help with their children and helping to keep them happier? Dory, it's all about getting the strength from within, pulling yourself up from your bootstraps, and realizing that your kids did not ask for this. No matter how tumultuous the situation is in a marriage, whether there's abuse, whether there's neglect, whether whatever, your children still look to each of you as their parent. And it is so important not to show any kind of animosity, not to be hateful or vengeful or vindictive, not to scream, yell, lash out at the other one. And, and I'm sure there are plenty of reasons that you can find to do that. But what you must do is be mature and be that strong person to know that the more I lash out on this other person, the more I'm hurting my kids. Because whether you are doing it in front of them or not, the feelings, that energy, 
that negativity they sense and they will take on as if it was directed at them or they caused it. And Dory, kids have enough to deal with as it is. You know, they have all these stresses and anxieties and, you know, depression. I mean, it's at an all-time high, especially in teens right now. And they don't need anything else added to their plate. And in their short life, their lives, their short lifespan, they've known the two of you together. So you need to do everything you can to be as amicable and respectful. I'm not saying you have to respect the other parent, because by all means, you know, I'm sure there are many reasons why you may not respect your soon-to-be ex any longer, but be respectful and kind. And I always tell my clients, you can do it the easy way or the hard way, right? And the harder you make it, the longer it will take, the more money you will spend, and the longer it will take to overcome the divorce process. The divorce process is very finite, but you have a long time to deal with your ex. When you decide to have children with your ex or soon-to-be ex, you are with that person for the rest of your life, whether you like it or not. And there are people that try to be super hateful or not talk to them anymore or, you know, just be extremely polarizing, and that only hurts the kids. So, Dory, it's more about managing the client and not inflating or inflaming a situation. And I know so many lawyers that want to create issues that don't have to be or put more gas to a flame and cause things to just completely implode. And it does no good because it only causes harm, and especially in the long run. You may win the battle, but you certainly aren't going to win the war when it comes to raising your children. I applaud you because I've said that from the start, that it is not a divorce attorney's job to help you through the pain and suffering. It's their job to get you to argue over Aunt Betsy's table that neither one of you wanted in the first place. And then they're sitting just billing up their billable hours. So I have so much respect for the fact that you are that lawyer that is breaking that mold. Well, Dory, just to kind of qualify what you said, you said it's not a lawyer's job to, to counsel the client. But I take that part of my practice, attorney and counselor, very seriously, especially in the family realm, family law realm. It is so crucial for a lawyer to realize that you are counseling them through probably one of the most difficult situations or circumstances in that person's life. And you hope they don't have to deal with it again. And your job is to make them see that if they take a bigger look at themselves on the inside and not point the finger so much on that other person, they will grow as an individual through the challenges. They will better themselves and become a better parent as a result. And then hopefully not repeat the pattern once the divorce is final, right? Because a lot of what you're experiencing with that other person, I'm not saying you caused abuse. I'm not saying it's your fault, especially if there's a really highly toxic or dysfunctional or abusive situation. Or, you know, if your ex is a serial cheater or a sex addict, whatever, you didn't cause that. But you have to look deep within and say, why did I choose that? And why did I continue to choose that, right? So it's, it's beyond the divorce process when you're trying to help someone better their lives 
And that's why I'm so passionate about what I do and trying to help people beyond the legal issues. Sabrina, like I said, I think this is what sets you apart. I've never heard a family law practice express it like that. And perhaps it's part of your motivational speaking and the entrepreneurial side of you, the musician side of you that understands the feeling end of things. Because I remember my children's father and I, you know, I never, we never went to court. We went to a mediator and I said to him, you know, if we go to court, how are we ever going to be friends? And he said, how can we be friends? We're getting divorced. I said, because there's three people sleeping inside, not their responsibility. We have to find a way to salvage a friendship out of this to raise them. Our kids were six, four, and two. Still catches in my throat. They're now 33, 32, and 29. They've never had to choose. We have family parties together. We've always done stuff together because we're a family. It's a different family, but it's the family. Story, not everybody sees it. You know, it's interesting. I say that a lot too. It's a family makeup. It just looks a little differently. It's interesting that you say the same thing and you hold that same sentiment because children don't want to be put in that position to choose between their parents because they love each of you. And I stress to my clients, Look, when you disparage your other, you know, their other parent in front of them, or even when you're on the phone with a girlfriend and you're complaining about something or, you know, bitching about something, whatever it is, and, you, you know, your child's in the other room, they hear it, they sense it, they feel it. Even the exchanges between children going to each, each house, I mean, they can sense the tension, they can feel it, and you don't want them to feel it. You don't want them to have any more tension, stress, anxiety. They have enough, like we said earlier. And what what drives me absolute bonkers is when people withhold personal belongings from one house to the other, like an iPad. You can't take that iPad to your your dad. I bought that for you or vice versa. I can tell you the craziest stories where they made them change their clothes before they went over to their parents or they couldn't, the other parents, or they couldn't, you know, take this stuffed animal or this possession or this backpack or this whatever. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I wish more people behaved like you and I. And I always say, if I can do it, anybody can. I like to say this a lot too, Dory. When when you hold on to such bitterness and hatred or sheer just like toxic feeling inside you, you're not hurting the other parent. That energy is seeping out of you. You're really hurting your children, but you're hurting yourself more because the other person doesn't care, right? I mean, they just feel the effects of it, but you're the one living with that venom inside you. In order to be the best parent and co-parent you can be, you really have to be the best version of yourself. And that's what I'm coaching. On that note, please think about what Sabrina just said. We're going to take a quick break, say thank you to our sponsors, And we'll be back in just a moment here on Word of Mom Radio. Hi, this is Charlotte Felcher with a tip from my book, Kid Fun, 401 Easy Ideas for Play. Boy, it's really hot out these days. And a great thing to do for kids, especially kids who don't have access to a pool, is to have them paint with water. Give them a bucket with clean water and clean paintbrushes. Send them outside and they can paint everything. They can paint furniture the stairway, the railing, toys. They could actually clean their toys, bring them outside, and they could paint you or each other. 
Painting with water is really fun and a very easy way to be creative. For activities and more information about my book, please visit www.kidfunandmore.com. She is brave. She is strong. She is you. Because you're that woman who's got a product or a service that you're looking to promote. Or you're out there seeking to support other women in business to help women learn network and build the businesses of their dreams because when you win we win we all know a survivor some of our friends and family have made it through difficult times some of us don't make it losing a loved one to cancer a car accident or any other unfortunate event can be crippling and unavoidable but one of the hardest subjects to talk about is suicide too often our youth decide that leaving this place is easier than facing the struggle forced upon them every day more than one in four children go through some form of bullying or another. Most of us survive with scars, but for some, the inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me, and it starts with you. This is Kelly Carius from No Such Thing as a Bully, reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call 403-447-4404, or go to no such thing as a bully.com. Don't let the name fool you because stadiumbags.com has a line of clear bags that enable you to use your phone and your smart devices without removing them from your bag. Not only that, but the product is so good it'll stand up to the cleaning solvents that you need to use now to make sure that when you come home, you come home safely. So take a look at stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we're your clear choice, because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Sabrina Shaheen Cronin. I love what you just said. I really, truly do, because all it does, all that anger, all the animosity, you know, my children's dad and I, the first couple of years, he'd come down and just, and I said to him after two and a half years, I said, look at that stone face. Read your divorce papers. You divorced me. I wanted to stay in counseling. You were like, come back now or I'm divorcing you. (laughs) You're not going to force me back into this. We were in counseling for five and a half years. You know, I, I didn't just wake up one day and say, that's it. This marriage is over. He realized, you know what? You're right. And when our grandson was born, he'll be four in May. My children's dad and I, there we were, we were standing there hugging each other, looking at this baby. And I said to him, I was like, look at what we did because we were brave enough to try. Even though we didn't work out, this little baby, this new life wouldn't be here if we hadn't created these children that are now having their own babies. And my son and his wife are just sitting there with their mouths open. And she's like, you know, it's so cool to see your parents because, you know, and it was, it was just this miracle. And that's what you are helping happen because, Like you said earlier, Sabrina, it's a lifetime. You have a child or children together. You're connected for life. And when those grandchildren come, what are you going to do? Have separate parties and things like that? No. So how do you help people? Because let's face it, you're getting divorced. You now reinvent your life, Sabrina. How do you help people? How do you work with them on doing that, reinventing and thriving after a divorce? Dory, it's not easy because some people don't want to. It takes it takes a certain inner knowing or wisdom to know that 
look, you have to, you know, in order to have healthy children, it's very important that you look at your actions. When, when, when children are participating in any kind of sporting event or extracurricular activity at school, theater or whatever it is, and they look out in the audience, they want to be able to see their parents at least, you know, in the same vicinity, maybe not sitting next to one another, but without tension or strife or animosity. And if one of the parents is with another partner, for instance, you know, it's, it's important to accept that partner. You know, if, if there's issues that go beyond, you know, some other just, you know, ego, if it's not just jealousy, but if there's true, you know, neglect or abuse, of course, that's a different situation. But if that other parent has a spouse, a new spouse, it's important to tell your children, look, you know, that's just all the more love that you can have in your life. You can have a more, you know, enriched childhood and upbringing, you know, double the presence. You can have, you know, if they have stepsisters or brothers or whatever it is, you know, it's just an opportunity to show your children that you have a heart that is so big, that is so accepting and forgiving because you're leading by example. You're trying to show your children the values that you want them to live and to uphold and to to really embrace and embody so they can be the best version of themselves. You want to teach your children how to stand up for themselves. You want to teach them to have strong minds and a good character and all the good values that you want them to be so that they can live a fulfilling, happy life. So if you're showing hatred or animosity toward their, their other parent, do you think that's a good representation of the quality individual you want your children to be? You know, it's all about forgiveness, being kind. I know it sounds very cliche, but it's true. You want to treat others, especially their other parents, the way you want to be treated. You know, again, another cliche, be that change. Be the person you want reflected back to you. So while you can't force someone or control someone else's behavior, you can certainly influence it by being the way you want them to be toward you because it has a ripple effect. Energy is energy, right? So everyone is energy. Everyone's behavior is energy. If you emit a positive energy, it's inevitable that it will be brought back to you on some level. I love what you said about realizing there's not enough love your children can get because it's really true. And it made me think, remember the movie Stepmom? Yes. Where they're riding the horses and she said something about, you know, if you like big teeth and, and the little boy looks up at his mommy and he's like, mommy, if you want me to hate her for you, I will. <laughs> and that was the light bulb moment for her, for the mom's character to realize, oh my gosh, I am the one creating this riff and it doesn't have to be, that mm -hmm. doesn't have to be there. There's enough love to go around no matter what, you know, it, it, you want your children to be loved and you don't want it. To, it's not a competition. So many people have that fear that, oh my gosh, they're going to love me more, or I'm going to lose my child, or, you know, it's a fear. It's a fear-based response. And it's, it's understandable. I mean, there's no judgment here. Everybody goes through their own emotions and everyone goes through things in their own time frame. But 
it takes a very empathic and sympathetic person to understand what their child may need. And if you need to protect them, protect them. But if you want them to flourish, then you have to give them the support and the environment in order to do so. On that note, what kind of workshops do you offer? I offer a lot of empowerment workshops. I offer co-parenting workshops. And sometimes I've had both parents in private sessions with me. And it's like a counseling session, but it's more than counseling because I give them actual tools. It's like coaching. I give them things that they can do. You know, people don't often hear themselves or how it comes across or something they say or some of their behavior. They don't realize how it's perceived or can be perceived by the other person. So I help them with that. I actually help some of my clients draft emails, draft you know, text messages, learn how to say things in a certain way without being so polarizing in how they speak. I do that a lot with my divorce clients as well. I really just help people learn how to move beyond this period of their life so that they can flourish as well. And they can, as you said before, reinvent themselves to be a better version and have, you know, a better life 2.0 moving beyond the divorce. As we're wrapping up, what kind of tips can you share on how to successfully co-parent? Oh, Dory, you know, it's what I have said all along. Be kind, be forgiving, try not to react. If there's something that the other parent does, wait, wait some time before you respond, either in writing or, you know, even if if you're on the phone with them, Say, you know what, I'm going to take a beat here. I'm going to pause. I'll get back to you. Collect yourself. Collect your thoughts. Don't react emotionally because things will go downhill very quickly if you do that. Sometimes you just have to take a step back a little bit. But always remember that your children are watching you. And when when you love your children more than you despise the other parent, and your actions show that and prove that love, then you've gotten somewhere. I so love what you are doing, Sabrina. I really do. Please let our listeners know how they can reach out to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate the, uh, the support. They can find me at croninlawfirm.com. They can find me at sabrinashaheen.com. That's my personal website where they can see the different workshops and the personal one-on-one coaching that I do. They can find me on all social media platforms from LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram on, uh, with both Sabrina Shaheen Cronin and the Cronin Law Firm. All of Sabrina's links will be live on our show page and at wordofmomradio.com. Reach out. Reach out because our children are depending on it. It really is got to be all about them. So I really do. I so applaud what you are doing. I think attorneys should have to study with you when they go into family law. There really should be some kind of courses like this to help because you are that, you know, the general of what is going on here. And, And I think you're just doing a marvelous job. So thank you so much for coming and sharing your passion with our listeners. And for all of you tuning in, thanks so much for being here with us. 
We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is you. Sure of herself. Yes, she takes care of biz. Powerful and strong. Yes, she knows who she is. Has integrity. Woman strong and true. You know her by name. See, this woman is you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.